this is the Rich Layer Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Rodriguez, and on this podcast, we have those unfiltered conversations on pursuing your best and richest legal career. So follow us down the rabbit hole from law student to rich lawyer, because your richest life is your best life. Welcome to the Rich Layer Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Rodriguez, and this is the only podcast that uncovers the path towards becoming a rich lawyer by living on purpose. And that begins with becoming the best student that you can be both at life and at school. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Rich Lawyer Podcast. And I hope that you have been having a magnificent day because I know that I have. And summer is upon us, everyone. The end of the academic year is upon us and there's not a single lockdown in sight. You know, we're finally going to be free. As soon as I submit this last assignment and take this last final exam for 2022. And that's a feeling that is freedom. That feeling, that freedom is a feeling that I will continue to chase every single time that I'm faced with having to do something that I don't want to do. I would much, much rather have to do something that I don't want to do than to be stuck inside any day. Now, for me, the the lockdowns were a test to see how I'd feel about the that remote working life, you know, the work from home life. You know, doing everything in my day without getting dressed because there was nowhere to go and nowhere to be. Remember, remember when saying when staying home all day for days on end doing nothing productive was nothing more than a little wish. It's like, how, how fun was it to have that come true? That was, that was a nightmare. That life is not for me. Now, as much as I grew to dislike the tail end of my career as a chef during the lockdowns when all the restaurants were shut, I wanted nothing more than to be at work doing something productive with my time. Uh, yes, I was, I was overseas at the time and the restaurants seemed to have They seem to be permanently shut. Uber Eats did not exist. Online delivery was not a thing. Shopping online was a fantasy from another planet. And above all that, I was really beginning to border on the line of having the first regret of my life. I was close to regretting not having started earlier to to do something to develop some sort of like back pocket skills, you know, a complementary set of skills that I could that I could lean into or lean on to to that would allow me to work and earn some money if the day were to come where I could no longer cook. Uh, having said that, and having experienced uh, that the the whole pandemic the pandemic ordeal, I still have minimal interest in working from home. I have minimal interest in having a four day work week, and I've minimal interest in doing anything to contribute to blurring the lines between my home life and my social life and, and my work life. I kind of like to keep everything separate in the in their little boxes. But what I do find really appealing is the option. You know, the option to the option to be able to work from home and to have those sort of those flexible working arrangements. That is that's true freedom. You know, the freedom to choose. Now, let's talk about this age-old piece of advice that we've all heard at some point you know fake it till you make it we love it 
not only have not only have we heard it, but I'm sure there are many of us out there, myself included, who have tattooed it on our foreheads and we live by this. We have lived by it. You know, on the face of it, it means that in order to in order to get what you want, you've got to pretend to be successful at all costs. You know, the key word here being pretend. Pretending implies that on the outside you're trying to you're trying to portray this image that looks like success, but on the inside you just know that you're that you're playing pretend. It means that you've got to pretend to be someone that you're not, and you'll probably never be that person, and pretend to live a life that you definitely do not live. You know, and bit by bit, it begins to feel it begins to feel like a big fat lie. When you hear when you hear those words, we all know what it means and at some point we realize that we have no idea how to put into practice um, how to do that without feeling like we're a fraud you know feel like we're every morning we're showering in imposter syndrome but the imposter syndrome is a saga it's a, it's a topic for another episode of this podcast but it's um it's a it's a very interesting concept a curious concept as well let's take the example of getting fit or losing weight, changing your diet, and any of these types of common goals that we've we've all wished to achieve at some point in our life, and it generally tends to happen around the new year. You know, these these types of goals they're very human. You know, I've got my own story for this one because in my younger years, it was getting fit and like changing my diet, eating healthy, all that sort of thing. It was on my new year, new me list every single year, consecutive for years and years. Now, I'll use I'll use an observation of a story that illustrates this point perfectly. This is the this is the back story. This is a story of a flatmate that I had the pleasure of sharing a small rundown flat with when I was living in Brooklyn in New York. Um, this was in America in twenty at the end of twenty twenty through through to the middle of twenty twenty one. The reason that I was in New York was pandemic related and it in the end it took me about 18 months to get back to to Australia from where I was overseas and I had to do it in two parts the first part was the the waiting bit in the first country where I where I was in and waiting for permission to to get on a flight that would allow me to transit through Europe and this was at the time when if you were if you were a non-resident you you couldn't you couldn't cross any borders and it was also the time where I was waiting. For, I was waiting for tickets to go down to something more sensible than than ten thousand dollars, like one way. Like it was, it was crazy. You know, and and that it took time. It took time for for things to become a little bit more sensible. So I ended up flying to New York because it was the it was the closest country that I could fly to that would let me in. You know, Melbourne is is my home. It's my normal home. But I have a brother who who lives in New York, so that was. That was quite handy. Now, when you go, typically when you go to a place like New York and you want to rent a flat, they will typically ask you for your entire life history. And they'll do that several times, several times. And considering that I'm not from there, I don't, I haven't got a paper trail of my, of my rental history or my work history for the purposes of, of, for the purposes of, of New York, you know, for what they were looking for, like they wanted, they wanted actual references from people who could say that I was going to be, that I was going to be a good tenant. 
So instead what I did was um, I opted for Airbnb. And we all know that that is not the most economical way to find a long-term place to live, especially during the pandemic with the, the price gouging and everything. But um, so I found a place with a with a sensible a sensible price for Brooklyn, one might say. And as long as I continued to make a new booking every month through Airbnb, I could stay there for as long as I wanted. And I still had to. If you've if you've rented through Airbnb, you know that many times you've got to pay um, a cleaning fee. So I had to pay for that on top of on top of the the monthly rent that I was paying. And the thing about that was um, I had to do the cleaning myself. But whatever, that's that's another story. So in this in this flat that I moved into, it's it had three bedrooms. There were two other people living there. They were both locals, and one of them worked from home and he had overtaken the kitchen table to use that as, as his office along with the kitchen sink which was constantly full of his of his dishes as well as the bin area which was next to the kitchen table and that was also his area because he uh, enjoyed Uber Eats like a minimum four times a day. Now he didn't believe in recycling, he never took out the rubbish and his meals produced quite a bit of packaging that many times would just end up all over the floor. But I, I overlooked that. That wasn't my problem unless it was ending up in my room and it wasn't. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. My room was, it was pretty small. It's, it's exactly what you would expect um, to find in New York for the price that I was paying. And uh, during this time, I was, I was working full time as a chef and I had also started to study online with Monash because Australia kept they kept closing the borders and I just wasn't I couldn't tell when they would be open long enough for me to be able to get a flight at a sensible price and fly back get installed and study like study in person at Monash so I, I wanted to I wanted to start the master's program as soon as possible and I was lucky at the that I was able to start while I was overseas because it's crazy you know normally uh, the typical university they do they do face to face teaching. It's it's changed now, but at the time, like I feel like I, I was at the right time, at the right place. So I would spend all of my free time when I wasn't working. I would be in my room doing schoolwork or having a Zoom class at nine o'clock at night. But for the most part, this roommate we'll we'll call him David. He never spoke to me, but he did knock on my door a few times to make an announcement. He used to like making these these group announcements. So at some point prior to prior to the end of 2020, you know, just before just before New Year's, David makes a series of announcements about wanting to change his lifestyle, and he wanted to know if we had a problem if he did some of his exercises in the, in the kitchen area whatever was left of it I didn't have a problem with it it was fine it was fine by me because the kitchen was his anyways so from December until when I left that flat in July of the the following year I did not see him do a single exercise in that kitchen but what I did see and what I did hear was this uh, the top the top part of the fridge before used to be lined with the lots of lots of cat food there was a stray cat that would come to the door and someone would feed it but the cat food was gone and instead of the, the little tins of cat food was various bottles of different types of protein powders and then his shelf in the in the fridge 
was lined with pots and pots and pots of, of yogurt. In addition to any any leftover any leftovers from, from Uber Eats. So on every single Zoom call and phone call that David had during the week, it included an announcement of how his diet was going and how things were changing. And every morning, uh, oh no, he had also ordered a stationary push bike from Amazon, which lived in the kitchen for many, many months. And it was unused because after he'd put it together, he couldn't figure out how to actually make it work. So instead of using the, the push bike and leaving it in the kitchen, he moved it into his room, which was already quite crowded. And that was the last that I heard of the push bike. And because I was always the first one to wake up in the flat, um, typically around five o'clock or usually a little bit before that because I would have some type of quiz or an assignment to do uh, to submit online before I had to go to work but I didn't I never saw him do any exercise and I never heard him do any exercise the walls in that flat were so thin that I could hear him breathing while I was in my room doing my homework and the type of breathing that I heard was not the type that one would typically hear when one is doing exercise so over the over the months, this is cruising and cruising into the new year after New Year's. Um, when I come home from work, there would always be a new package from Amazon, and um, it would be fitness accessories or some type of small small exercise equipment, and it would just sit next to the next to the kitchen table in in the packaging. And if you spent zero time at this flat, if you were just to drop by occasionally, you would think that this guy was crushing. He was crushing his New Year's goals. The kitchen the kitchen layout had the trappings of a fitness fanatic. On occasion, you know, I would I would come home from work and I would see him sitting at his laptop with a, a headband, you know, the those those old school sweatbands and every morning Uber Eats would deliver four fresh juices and they would sit on the bench top, presumably all day until they moved into the fridge and then into the bin. And I know this because our fridge was always, it was chockers. It was always chockers with yogurt pots and juices that never seemed to be, never seemed to be drank, drunk, drunken. Um, so on my days off from work, uh, I was always up early and I would go to bed late because studying, studying online when you're like a million different time zones away from your university is not a joke. And there was also there was nowhere to go at the time because a lot of the businesses were still closed because of because of COVID. Um, but the the point of this long drawn out story is that David was faking it and hoping that he would make it to becoming the fit man that he most likely envisioned himself being. You know, I understand I understand how challenging it is to change the way that you eat and have the, that type of hunger. To, to change the way that your body looks so that you can look in the mirror and like what you see. It's really hard work. And for that reason exactly, faking it until you make it is just not going to work. Talking about getting fit and buying things that will help you get fit and reading about getting fit and telling other people how much you want to get fit and eating a couple of things differently haphazardly for a couple of weeks, hoping that you'll get fit is that's just the faking part you know that's what people can see on the outside and it looks it can look like you're working pretty hard you know they'll see 
the, they, they see you working on getting fit and changing your diet, but you're not actually getting fit or experiencing any type of long-lasting changes with, with your diet or your physique. The actual, the simple act of owning a stationary push bike, hoping that just with its presence alone is going to force you to use it instead of walking around it to go to the fridge for a snack, it's, it's kind of just faking it. And, and the thing is, is that you know it. And deciding to make a big change in your life, it's really intoxicating. You get to read about it, you get to listen to podcasts, you get to watch YouTube videos about other people who've done it, and you get to imagine, you know, buying buying the thing or buying that article of clothing, and you get to imagine what it would be like to look in the mirror, and you get to imagine all the compliments that you all the compliments that you're going to be getting. That stuff is motivating. It is. It can be absolutely intoxicating. It can motivate you to go to the gym and get a membership and imagine yourself being at the gym using that membership. You know, preparing preparing to make the change is also intoxicating because you get to buy the stuff and you get to tell people about it and and think about buying the stuff and think about telling people about the stuff. The dreaming and, and the preparation of all of it, it's it's enough to help you take some action on on some level, but the the missing part of fake it till you make it is the it's the action part. It is it's walking, it's talking, it is walking the talk, if you will. We all know that. Well, we would have experienced by now in this in this life that motivation does not last. It doesn't last very long once you realize how much work is actually going to be involved in doing that thing that you have been preparing for and and dreaming about. The motivation tends to die down real quick once you realize that you will most likely be uncomfortable and you're not going to be seeing any instant results. This is why the gym is always super busy at the beginning of the year. Like the motivation, the motivation is really high. You know why motivation dies down when you when you realize the the level of discomfort that's involved in, in doing that new thing? It's because for the reasonable person, discomfort provides zero pleasure. I've I've chosen the, the get fit example because it's one of the most complex goals that you can set for yourself and we don't we don't realize it until we actually go out there and try. You know, it involves making different choices on so many levels and in so many different areas of your life you know choosing choosing to to eat healthy is not just about buying different foods you actually have to eat them in place of the foods that you were eating before and most likely you're going to have to learn how to prepare these different types of foods on your own unless you have someone do someone else doing it for you or you've got a, a, a meal delivery service so you've got to make the choice to do that thing repeatedly without seeing any immediately without seeing any immediate results and most likely you're going to be having a cry on the inside because it just doesn't it just doesn't taste as good it means that you when you when you go out to eat you're also going to have to make different choices to what your friends might be having and that sucks you know it's uncomfortable and it's boring and it's painful and um, it's something that kind of just makes you feel like giving up. This is the stuff that you don't read about when, when you when you're feeling motivated. You don't hear about it in anyone's podcast, and it's not part of 
anyone's highlight reels on Instagram or YouTube because it's just not interesting and it's it's not motivating. You might see a you might see a before photo, um, and someone might say that that it was hard, but you're not going to hear the entire story of how hard it actually was, and you're definitely not going to feel how hard it was for yourself. So faking it until you make it is it's really kind of just a waste of your time because you're not going to see the results that you want, get the thing that you want, that life that you want, the job or those friends that you want without actually doing some very uncomfortable work. If you want to be the fittest version of yourself or be a healthier eater or, or live, a, live a, a richer life, it's important to have a, a comprehensive plan as to how you might go about doing that and most and, and most likely that comprehensive plan is it's just going to be a series of of smaller plans so that you don't overwhelm yourself with how much there is to do you know just break it down into bite-sized pieces and it's even more important to have a clear outcome you know a clear picture in your mind of what that future version of yourself looks like you know what does what does that person eat how does that person dress how does, how does that person spend their money? What types of people does the future you spend time with? So how can you stop faking it, hoping that someday you're going to make it? I have a suggestion. Let's try this, try this. So in order to become the future version of yourself that you see yourself being, you need to act like that person. Acting means adopting certain types of behaviors and acquiring certain types of thoughts and the mindset of that really fantastic version of yourself, that version of yourself who already has those things. You know, future me is a rich lawyer. I'm a lawyer and I live a rich life and thus that makes me a rich lawyer. If you break it down, the path the path to becoming a lawyer is it's simple. You know, it's not easy, but it's simple. You do the degree, you pass the degree, you complete your practical legal training, you get admitted, and you find a job, right? So telling your friends and telling your family that you want to study law and watching day in the life videos on YouTube and scrolling through lawyer memes on, on Instagram is a lot closer to, to faking it. Doing the coursework and developing a future version of yourself on the other side of that degree is that's that's closer to acting the part of becoming a rich lawyer. So what about the rich life, the rich life part? I know we, we all want that. It's, it's a vague, it's a vague, it's a kind of a vague thing to chase after and fail at without having a clear vision of, of what that actually means to you. Because what it means, what a rich life means to me is going to be different than uh, what it, what it means to you. I made a post on Instagram about this at The Rich Lawyer, go check it out, where I talk about the rich lawyer portfolio. It's a really simple and effective way to think about how you might go about planning your own rich life by focusing on your actions and just a few a few categories. I use the term portfolio because it's essentially a little collection of, of assets that are going to increase in value over time provided that you continue to invest in them you know it's a continuous process of of improvement upon yourself and how you interact with your with your environment so essentially the there's three areas in the in the portfolio there's a social there's a social aspect there's a financial aspect and there's a personal aspect 
those three areas can you can break them down into into subsets but for the sake of simplicity we'll, we'll keep them at three so when I think of my rich life within the scope of these three areas I imagine who I surround myself with and what my surroundings are you know the different the different ways in which I'm able to to make earn keep and grow my money and the personal folder of the portfolio is who I am it's who I am as a person you see as in who my future self is as the ideal well-rounded and interesting person that I aspire to be you know in in this way living a rich life it's it's simple but it's not easy if you want to own a Tesla or you want to own your own home or have a family of your own think about the type of person that your future self is and the types of qualities and attributes and skills that you need to acquire to actually have and live that life. You can have anything that you want in this life, just not everything all at once. And in order to have anything that you want in life, it's important to think about how your own, it's, it's important to think about your own personal concept of work-life balance. You will not have that work-life balance unless you actively make a plan so that you can familiarize yourself with the steps that you need to be making to have that option because you 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 have to keep in mind realistically it's not a right it's it's an option it's something that you create for yourself and and think about this when you're figuring out what you want to do you don't need to know how you're going to do it exactly but you you do you do need to know what it is that you want or don't want and you need to know why if you don't know exactly if you don't if you don't know exactly what you want just yet that's okay most people don't how you get around that is by actively figuring out what you don't like or want and you do that by going out and experiencing all types of different things the caveat to this is that you, you've actually got to give it a good go now, and by good go, I mean sticking with it, sticking with the thing, the new thing, even if it feels uncomfortable at the start because it's going to be really new, or it just seems really hard, and it's like it, it will just it'll just seem to you like it's it's going to be impossible for for things to ever seem like it's normal, and that's because you've never done it before. So take fake it until you make it, and just throw that throw that expression, throw that concept in the bin. It's broken, and we can't recycle it. That's okay. So instead, act like the person that your future self already is. If your future self owns their own business because you don't want to work for anyone else, that's great. Just think about the, the types of skills and the, the knowledge or experiences that that future version of yourself has that you today don't have. You know, Maybe you need to figure out a way to enjoy working with others or maybe you need to improve your communication skills figure out what that is and the how will eventually reveal itself you know but no one is, no one's coming to give you those things sometimes all it takes is just the ability to see that someone else has done it or someone else has those things that you want and sometimes all it takes is doing something that normally you wouldn't do that is going to give you that that light bulb moment like sign up for a Croatian language class or try not to dress like you've been at the gym the entire week or try being on time for everything every day for a week. Sometimes all it takes as well as someone to say to you, hey, that sounds like a great plan. 
I wish I had the courage to do what you're doing. You can have anything that you want provided that you work smart while working really hard. You need to make mistakes and make sure that you're learning something from those mistakes and continue to push through the discomfort and the awkwardness that is going to is going to be attached to those things. Bit by bit, drop by drop, that cup that you're trying to fill will run over seemingly overnight and there you have your overnight success. It's easy, right? You stop pretending that you're getting stuff done and you stop doing things for the sake of making others believe that you're getting stuff done and you actually get some stuff done. You show up on time. You do what you say you're going to do. Do something that makes you feel really uncomfortable within reason. And um, and on that note, those are my thoughts for today. That's us. If you If you really enjoyed our time together, please let us know on Facebook or Instagram at The Rich Lawyer. And thank you so much for being here with me today. And I know that you'll be coming back again because it's so much fun in these parts. It's so much fun. So until then, remember, it's going to be all right because you're going to be a lawyer and you're going to be living your richest life. Bye, friends.